Welcome to the Erev Shabbos Shmuz. Um, this week's Parsha is Parsha's Vayeshev. Vayeshev is a Parsha that is a real transitional Parsha. Until now, we're dealing mostly with Abbas, Avram Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Even the Bria Sa'ilam is just a hachana for Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. And now we're, we're moving to the next level. The so Avais is sort of information. Avram's done his job, Asar Nesiyainis. Yitzchak's done his job. He was, a, he was a part of the Akedah. And at the same time, Yitzchak did his job of eventually getting the brachas to the right place, to Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov did his job. He has 12 shvatim. Right? Yaakov has done his job so well the others have done their job so well, right? That Yaakov Avinu Taka thinks at the beginning of this, this week's parsha, Ve'yeshev Yaakov Beret Maguri Aviv, Bikesh Yaakov Leishev B'Shalva. What does it mean, Bikesh Yaakov Leishev B'Shalva? Yaakov saw, thought it's time to relax. What does that mean, Yaakov thought it's time to relax? He thought that Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, we're the others, we're here to bring the world to its shlemus. We were mice and nefesh for the last hundred and something years of being So maybe the world is ready for some sort of shleimus, right? So we could sit back and sort of coast into Eilam Haba. That's what, that's what maybe we'll teach. Bikesh Yaakov Bishalva. He didn't want to enjoy Eilam Hazeh, right? If you say Bikesh Maishi Leishi Bishalva, we know what that means, right? Maishi Shalva is going to be in Palm Beach, right? With a pina colada and, a, and an iPhone 11, in his other hand. But Bish Geek Bikeshakalesh Bishalva means a Ruchnistikashava. How do you have Ruchnistikashava? You can't have Ruchnias unless you actually earned it. Right? That is a, that is a uh, an oxymoron to ha- enjoy Ruchnias without without actually having earned it doesn't work. If you can have Ruchnias accomplishment, Ruchnias Dikashar without working, Hashem would give it to us without us working. But the fact that Hashem makes us earn it means you cannot have it unless you earn it. So if Yaakov Avinu is holding where he's ready to be Leishit B'Shava, that means to sit back in an Olam Haba type of schar, that means he earned it. Right? I earned it. Let me tell you a story about earning schar in Olam Hazeh. By working in Olam Hazeh. The, the necessity to earn schar. Okay, most of us, when you have a good day, you wake up, you're well rested, you're energetic, the first thing that comes to your mind is Maida'ani, Right? And you get a brush negavasa, the water is just the right temperature, you go outside, it's sunny, you go to shul, and the davening goes gewaldic, and you think you're on top of the world, right? You go to yeshiva, your chavruz is there waiting, you sit down, the sugi goes gishmak, you eat your lunch with the brachas, you go to work, you make your $10,000 for the day, you go back to second seder, because you managed to get all your work done during lunch, and you learn, and you think you're on top of the world. Sounds wonderful, right? What a success. You think you'd be very happy at this point. Let me tell you about, there was a big tzaddik, his name was Baruch Mezhevish. His yard site was just this week. He said the following, on those days where things go well, he says, I'm miserable. I get up and I feel this cheshek to learn David and everything is going my way, right? I'm so miserable. Why am I miserable? Because he says the tachas of Ayl is to earn your schar. And if you don't earn your schar, the Yushalmi says, you suffer 
with Nama Dikisufa. If you, Hashem gives you schar without you actually killing yourself with the schar, you're so embarrassed that Hashem is giving you this for nothing. Right? It's like, imagine if you come to yeshiva, right? And the Rebbe gives you all this attention and it makes you feel so good and you don't give him any attention back. So you know you don't deserve all this attention, right? But he sits there and he showers you with attention and love. You feel like an idiot. Why? Because you're doing all this for no reason. You'll get embarrassed. I don't deserve this, right? Imagine you get to Eilam Haba and Hashem says, oh, here, here's all this schar. He makes banquets for you. You're like, why are you doing this for me? It just doesn't make sense. You feel like you don't deserve it. That's not true schar. That's called namadik sufa. It's called bread of embarrassment. So Dr. Baruch Mimejbish on days that I am having everything going just right for me and I feel the chesed of Hashem, I feel so undeservant of it. I'm always being burnt up by namadik sufa. I'm so embarrassed. I, I can't. Why? I don't deserve this. He says on days where things, I have to struggle and I have to fight and I have this sadness. Oh, I'm earning my keep. I feel like I belong. Okay, so that's a tzaddik's view. Yaakov Avinu b'kesh Yaakov leishu b'shav does haste. Yaakov Avinu says we're there. We're mamish there. And Afal Pika and Akadosh Baruch tells him no. Me din the avos you're there. The avos are there. I'm asking Yaakov the avos. Me din the dina avos is done, but there's there's shvatim. And there's a whole set of tikkunim, a whole set of descendants that have to be gone through on the next level. And this, this is a parasha of moving to the next level of Klai Yisrael, the Shvatim, Yosef and his brothers, the Machlaikas, and Yosef ends up in Mitzrayim. Yosef ends up in Mitzrayim, <coughs> and he's faced with a tremendous Nisayan. This tremendous Nisayan is the Nisayan of none other than Eshes Paitifar. We're all familiar with the narrative of Eshes Paitifar, she wore him down over a period of weeks and months to get his attention, etc., and presented a tremendous Nisayan. Yosef is Ayman bin Nisayan. And the Gemara in Yuma tells us that Yosef is Ayman bin Nisayan. Every person in Klai Yisrael has to answer how were they not Ayman bin Nisayan? If Yosef could be Ayman bin Nisayan, how could you not be Ayman Nisayan? You think you, you, you say you couldn't, it was too difficult, the Yitzhara got you, it was too, it was too schwer. Yosef had the schwer as Nisayan. So Yosef is Mechayev. Yosef was Mechayev the Bale Yitzhara. Okay, as I should talk to Gemara Numa, let's read you a little Gemara Numa, because we have time to read a little Gemara Numa. And if I don't have anything brilliant to say, at least I learned the Gemara. Tarabon. The Gemara tells us, You have three people. They come to Din and Shemayim. Right? You have a poor person, a rich person, and a Russia. Right? A Russia means he's a Russia. What makes him a Russia? Right? All these three people, the Ani, Russia, and Russia, all of them are having a Din and Shemayim for not being where they're supposed to be. So they're all a Chayi Rishayim. What defines the Russia different than the Ani and the Usher? We're talking about an Ani who didn't do his job, and a, poor, a rich person, an Usher, who didn't do his job, and a Russia. What makes this guy a Russia? No, what's the Russia? It's clear from the Gemara. The Russia is a guy who lives in this world running after his Tivus. You have an Ani who's suffering, and he's, mainly he's depressed, he's out of Kayach, he doesn't daven, he doesn't learn, he's so busy trying to support his family, he lives disconnected from Hashem because he's being clobbered. And Usher is a guy 
who thinks he's supporting all the Meisters Atayra in the world. He's building buildings. He thinks he's doing chesed. Really, he's thinking about himself. He doesn't daven. He doesn't learn. Right? Neglects his Avayim Hashem. We're not labeling him a Rosha. Distracted. A Rosha is someone who has decided, I'm running after Taivas Ayin Lamazeh, Bifrat, the greatest Taivas we all know, wearing shatnas, and he buys shatnas, he borrows shatnas, he watches shatnas, he downloads shatnas, and all day he's involved in this great Taiva of shatnas. That is a Russian. Okay? He's, he's a Russian because he's invested himself in Taiva. Taiva is the Sahara, and he's aligned himself. Me and the Yetzirah, we do everything together. I don't leave home without him. My whole, uh, my whole objective in life is Hanas Ayam Hazad. This is a Russia. All these three people come to come to a din. And they come to Din Shemayim. And each one has a timer. Hashem says to the Ani, why, why didn't you uh, do Tari Mitzvah? Why weren't you, why weren't you Dabak to Hashem? Why weren't you perfect? perfect? So, So if he says, If he says, I was poor and I was so busy trying to, to feed my family. Right? You have to understand back then, Aniyam weren't poor because they couldn't go to Florida. They were poor because they couldn't give a, a, a crust of bread to their children. He said, I, my, my children would have started to death if I wouldn't have been so running around. And Bimele, I was so distracted. I didn't dive and I didn't learn. And now Nebuch, I didn't do the myths I was supposed to be. So you wonder why I didn't learn? I was, I was mom was just trying to feed my family. I remember they tell him, Klum Anya Yisa Yaisa Mihillel. Were you a greater poor man than Hillel? Amr al Aval Hillel Zakin. That Hillel Zakin, he had nothing and he sat and learned all day. Shem Chayyim Vyayim. Hayyaisa Mistaka Bitrafik. She would take half his panas every day, this small amount of money, to pay for his tuition in yeshiva. And the other half, he supported his family. And there was a time, when one day he made no money, and he went and he sat on the roof to listen into Shir, and he got snowed on, the famous story of Hillel Azakein, it was mysterious, despite the fact he was super poor. Later on, Hill became a Nasi, he became a very wealthy person, very well-known person. But originally in his life, he started, started off at very low level as far as his, his finances and the Nasiyanis he had were tremendous. And Afal Pikein, he grew into Hillel Hanasi. The Ashir, they tell him, why didn't you serve Hashem properly? He says, what do you mean? I was so busy. I had so much money. I was supporting so many people. I was doing so much chesed. Right? Asher, they tell him, what's going on over here? So he says, I was tired. I had to manage my assets. I'm like, Klum Asher, Yisa, Yisim, Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Lazar ben Charsim was the greatest wealthy man. He owned, he owned entire towns and ports. And he totally neglected it. And he sat and he learned and no one knew he owned them. He brings down the story that they once, they once wanted to charge him a tax to go on one of his own boats or whatever it was. And he, was, he made himself completely nishvisendik from his wealth. So, Melor, Blazman Kharsim is an answer for you. You shouldn't have been tired in your Mazinus. Yaisev is Mechayavis Harishoyim, right? That if a person says, as they come to Russia, comes to Shemayim, they say, listen, you spent your life alive with the Yitzhar. He said, well, what do you want me to do? Hashem made me good looking with a lot of personality. And Mimela was tired of Yisibi Yitzri. 
I had no, the Yetzirah was totally inundating me, and, and unfortunately, this, this, this bogged me down. So they tell him, Were you more beautiful than Yasef? Yasef was the best-looking guy, the most powerful person, with the greatest, with, 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 with the greatest Nisayan. And, and Afal Pekain, he was Ayman bin Nisayan. So Hillel was Mechaev as Yosef is and Yosef is Rishayim. The story from from the uh, the Rabbi Chiel Michal of Zlatchev, the the Magami Zlatchev. He was a, a early rabbi from the, from from the time of the Baal Shem Tev, from from the early rabbis, and he made the following statement. He says one day. I'm going to come up to Shemayim after May of Esm Shana. And they're going to ask me, Nur Bechil Michal, how come you didn't know Kal Tara Kula? How come you didn't learn the whole Shas with all the Pisces? How come you don't know Tyra? Why don't you know all the Tyra? He says, you know, I'm going to have a very simple answer. I'm going to tell them, listen, Hashem made me not so smart. And if I'm not so smart, I couldn't learn so well. And I didn't have a good zikar and a good memory. So what do you want? I was, I was too weak in the Kishrin to learn. So maybe when they ask me why I wasn't the biggest Tamachacham in the world, my answer is going to be because Hashem didn't give me the, the, the Kishrin of, of, of a Tamachacham. So then they're going to ask me, Zay, why didn't you give a lot of tzedakah? You should have been supporting Meisah Satayra. He says, and for that time, I'm going to have another answer. My answer is going to be that I didn't have any money. I was poor. <laughs> How do you expect me to support my satire when Hashem didn't give me the bracha of Ashir? So I was a poor person. So then they're going to ask me, so then why didn't you go do chesed? Why don't you run around and do pika chaylem? Why didn't you do, raise money for Achnas's kala? Why didn't you raise money for, to be, to, 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 to help your yeshiva's function, right? You could have put a lot of kaychis into running around doing chesed and doing all sorts of things with your, with, your, with, your, with your body. Right? You don't need money to do chesed. So he says, for that, I'm also going to have an answer. My answer is going to be simple. I was a very weak person. had very little kaychas. Hashem, unfortunately, made me a weak person. I didn't have the kaychas to, to run around to do chesed. But then they're going to ask me, if you're not so smart, and you don't have any money, and you're very weak on top of it, so why were you such a big Balgaiva? And he says, for that, I'm not going to have an answer. Ultimately, anybody that is sitting and neglecting where he needs to be in Oilam Hazeh, as far as dedicating himself to Avadis Hashem, boils down to gaiva. What's gaiva? Gaiva means I deserve everything. I deserve the best cell phone, the fastest car, the nicest shoes. Do you know who I am? You may have an answer for everything. Everything you have an excuse for. But the one thing you don't have an excuse for is why are you not mavati yourself to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? HaKadosh Baruch Hu made you in this world, you're Hashem. And for you to think that I decide what time I wake up, when I daven, how I daven, how I learn, when I learn, if I learn, if I do chesed, if I give tzedakah, this all boils down to my own guy, but I decide, I make decisions. It's not the Torah telling me what to do, not Hashem what to do. I decide, 
Ultimately, that could be the greatest Tvi'il Yayim Adin, even if somehow a person has an answer about the other Nisyayinus. Just if you're raised with a Kasha and a Teret, the Gemara tells us that Yosef Mechayi V'Sarishoyim. If a person is is Nikshan Oil Ba'avera, we tell, listen, Yosef wasn't Nikshal. How could you have been Nikshal? You should have. If Yosef could do it, you could do it. The question is, Lechayra, the Gemara insight tells us that Yosef was about to be Nikshal. What prevented Yosef from, from being Nikshal? Rodimus Diuk Neshe Yaakov Avinu. Neshe Yaakov Avinu. He saw Yaakov Avinu, right? He saw Yaakov Avinu and he wasn't Nikshal. So this kasha is that Ibazay is upgefrekt the taina on all the rishayim. The rishayim do averis. Ah, Yosef didn't do averis. Yeah, well, Yosef saw the bus to Yochanan Yaakov, right? He saw Yaakov's image in front of him. So that's why I didn't do it. If I would have seen that the bus to of Yaakov, maybe I wouldn't have done my averis. What's the answer? The answer is always the cash itself, right? Every yid sees the diyukne of Yaakov Avinu. And if you deny that you saw it, it's because you're closing your eyes to it. You don't want to hear it. Before any yid doesn't have a chas v'shalim, he is filled with this natural sense of busha and yira that the Avish HaKadoshim instilled in us. And for a yid to mess up, he has to really be, go headstrong into Averis. If a yid falls in a small way, he gets up and does tshuva. For you to, to totally obliterate himself in his day Sahara, this means you're totally ignoring the demus diyukne of Yaakov Avinu that is sitting and staring you in the face. And you know it's there. But you choose to ignore it. And you ignore it by putting headphones into your, into your ears and putting music all out. You ignore it by trying to wear yourself down that you don't have to pay attention to this demus diyukne of Yaakov Avinu. And it's a claw right that every yid has this demus diyukne. And if you focus on it, it will give you the Siat the, Shmai the, to stay in line. I just want to end up with a good story I heard from Rabbi Shur. Rabbi Shur was learning in Eretz Yisrael as a bacher. And he started hanging out in the Gera base Medish and became close with the base Yisrael, the Gera Rebbe. The base Yisrael was nifted like in 1977. And he became close to the Gare Rebbe. Now, Rabbi Shur had a roommate. And his roommate wasn't a big learner. His roommate was a guy in Eretz Israel that goes back already 40 years ago. But even 40 years ago, not everyone was doing what they're supposed to be doing. And he used to be doing a certain amount of hanging out. And I'm not sure what his roommate's connection to Gare was, but somehow... The Gare Rebbe knew Rabbi Rabbi Shor, and he knew about his roommate. Um, um, one, Rabbi Shor used to go learn the Gare based manage very early in the morning. He, he had made himself very early Seder, like say 4 o'clock in the morning, whatever time it was. He would learn for three, 3 hours before the evening. And one morning, the Gare Rebbe comes down to him and says... Um, you, you asked him, your roommate came back last night? Or did your roommate, uh, is your roommate up? He asked him about his roommate, is your roommate up this morning? Or did your roommate come back last night? So he says, yeah, he's not up. He came back very late. 
He had a chasna in Bnei Brak. So the Gary Rebbe tells him, right, yeah, I also had a chasna in Bnei Brak, something to that effect. So, okay, that was the conversation with the Rebbe, something to that effect. Ramshur gets back to his dear later that day, and he sees his roommate, he says, you know, by an interesting story this morning, the Gary Rebbe, you know, asked about you, I told him, you, 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 you told me you went to Chasna B'nai Brak, and he said, yeah, I also went by a Chasna B'nai Brak. What's going on? He says, don't ask. He says, tell me what's going on. He says, I'll tell you. He says, I didn't have a Chasna B'nai Brak. I went to Tel Aviv. And I got involved with people I shouldn't get involved in. And I ended up in a hotel room with someone that wasn't exactly a very kosher situation to be in. And it was at a fifth, sixth floor of, a, of this hotel. And all of a sudden, I looked out the window and I saw the Gare Rebbe right outside the window. I freaked out. I ran out of here. I came right back to Yushalayim. This is the Misa that he heard from the, man, from the guy himself. He saw on the sixth floor, right, the Gare Rebbe there in the window. And he ran, he ran back to Yishalayim. To always inspire us to be, to be, be the best that we should be. And we should be there to be Talmud, the Chum, with Yer Shemaim. Good Shabbos.